For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about the Titans and how free agency is going. D, every time we meet, the Titans have signed more people, and this roster, we're starting to get a better outlook of what we can expect the Titans to possibly do come draft time, and then just in general, like what this team's going to look like come next fall. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness is upon us, and Bet Online had you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. D, I don't know if you've been catching any of the games, but I mean, the Sweet 16 is set. There's been some big upsets so far this year. I mean, going into round two, there had been more wins, 13, 14, and 15 seeds than any other year prior. So yeah. it has just been upset city. Unfortunately, my Vols are out. Uh, your Tigers suffered a tough uh, loss to Michigan. Yeah. So, hey, well, congratulations to Jawan Howard, man. Great hire at University of Michigan. It's working out pretty well. Really, there's a lot of year two coaches that are that are very successful. I mean, Eric Musselman at Arkansas, he's got it rolling. NATO to Alabama, and then as you just mentioned, Howard's killing it at at Michigan. So they they got a lot to look forward to in the years to come and still a lot to play for this season. But I know as a, a Tennessee fan, the, the Musselman and Oates situation, that, that could be a problem for years to come in the SEC. But go ahead and head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So D, when we last left, we were really talking about what the Titans could possibly look to do the position we were kind of focusing on the most was the cornerback position because we had just found out the Titans had released Adoree Jackson. We knew Kenny Vaccaro wasn't coming back. We knew Malcolm Butler wasn't coming back. We really were unsure about how this Titans secondary was going to look. And now we've gotten two new additions to that unit. Uh, for starters, we got Janoris Jenkins coming over from the New Orleans Saints, yeah. and then you got Kevin Johnson coming over from Cleveland. Yeah. And, and D, I'll, I will give you all the time to talk about those DBs because I know this is your area, but before I throw it to you, I do want to say my favorite quote by a college player might actually be from Janoris Jenkins. He was kicked off of Florida or suspended there for a while whenever Will Muschamp took over, and he had the gall to say, if Coach Meyer was still here, I'd still be playing. So um, <laughs> that's uh, – Sure is something, but now he's going to be uh, repping the two-tone blue, so hopefully he's grown during his time in the in the league. I mean, he's been in the league for a while now, but, but D, tell me what I can expect out of these two new defensive backs that the Titans are bringing in. Well, I will say this. Experience. 
And that's something that we were lacking last year. And let me just say this. I know Malcolm's been in the league for a while, and we had Desmond King, Adoree. Uh, Dory's still young. The opportunity is very bright for him. I heard he's visiting uh, what the Giants. Well, he's he signed with the Giants. He signed a yeah. three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. Ooh. I believe that's twenty-six point five million guaranteed. Ugh, that's a lot uh, of money. Yeah, he was set to visit the Eagles, but yeah. after he got to New York, they were smart and were like, "All right, man, we're going to make Just this lock him up. paper." Yep. Uh, so he'll be joining former Tennessee defensive back Logan Ryan there, and then you also mentioned Desmond King. Uh, King is signing a one-year deal, believe it's uh, $3 million for joining the Houston Texans. So we'll see him again in the AFC South. I don't want to deviate from your question. I'll, I'll say this. They call him Jack Rabbit, and that's what you get from Janoris, man. Janoris is a vet, Davey, and he plays the game. He's very aggressive. You know, he likes to come up. He likes to press. He's not afraid of receivers. He brings a mental toughness to that defensive unit. And what I like about Janoris is this. He will talk, you know, and I like that because he that's called a savvy vet. He bring a little swag to the game. He'll bring a little swag to that secondary. And let's not forget about KJ last year. I love this guy. He's only 28 years old and he's been around for a while. But you know what I like about Kevin? He has some familiarity with Mike Vrabel. They were together in Houston. So Mike knows Kevin Johnson pretty good. And they have a they have a history together, and that's what you like. I think coaches typically go for guys that they're familiar with. They understand their game. They know what they can bring to the table. So he will be a huge addition to this defense, Dave. No, I, I agree. I mean, you kind of you're talking about Janoris having the edge. One of the things about him, I mean, he's from Pahokee, Florida. Pahokee. And, and you you gotta have an edge if you're you're coming out of there. I mean, that's uh it's a tough place to play. So, yes, it is. So, you know, he's got, a, he's, he's got a little bit of swagger with growing up in that area. And then, of course, I mean, if you go play for Urban Meyer at Florida, like I, I know I dog him, but like, yeah, you got, you got to kind of have that, that type of style. But, D, my question on, on Janoris would be, is there a, a comparable back that Titans fans might be familiar with that you would say Janoris kind of plays like? Let me see. Hmm. I don't like to compare uh, two players. I, I've never been good at that. But I will say this. He plays a lot, kind of like uh, a young Denard Walker. <laughs> you know, because he's very aggressive. You know, that was really my my strong point was my aggressiveness. And sometimes that can get you in trouble. And what I like about that is – that shows you that a player is not, he's not afraid. When he can get up there on the line of scrimmage and he will challenge a guy, sometimes as a defensive coordinator or head coach, and I'm sure Shane Bowen would love this, you want some of that grit. You like that because the defense actually feeds off of that. Now, he'll get some pass interference. And the reason that that happens a lot of times to defensive backs is sometimes you can be overly aggressive. That really kind of summed up my first five years in the league was – I was known as a guy that will probably get about eight pass interference because I was always grabbing a guy. I wanted to touch a guy. Aeneas Williams used to say this all the time. He says, he used to say this. I like to, I like to touch the players. I like to be aggressive. I like to feel cloth. That's what you're looking for. You, you want a guy with some swag who's not afraid to, you know, to take some chances in that secondary. That's what you're going to get from Janoris. He plays a lot. You know what? I take that back. 
He plays a lot like Malcolm. Malcolm plays with an edge. Every time we look at Malcolm Butler, he's always in his opponent's ear. He's talking noise. Sometimes he's into little scuffles. He's he's not a, a guy that is he's not a player that is afraid to mix it up. That's what Janoris is going to bring to this defense. He's not afraid. Hey, let me tell you something. When you go to Pahokee High School, you got to understand this. They got some animals come out of that school. I give you I, who do you think is one of the best receivers in the I'll say the early two that late nineties, early two thousand. He went to Pahokee. He was a tough son of a gun. Played for Arizona. I mean, just a beast. Who do you think I'm talking about? One of the greatest receivers, and I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Did Fitz play at Pahokee? No. Bold. Anquan Bold. Okay. I was about to say I can't. And Ricky Jackson, remember the great Saint linebacker? Yeah. Ricky Jackson's from that area. Let me tell you something. They got some monsters that come from that area. And you know what? You really are a reflection of, of the program that you you know you you came from. He came from that great Pahokee, that area up in Florida. Man, they turn out some great athletes. I, I was kind of curious about Janoris because I I had an idea of having watched Kevin play in Coach Vrabel's system before being familiar. If, from the looks of things, Dean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks as though they are probably more than likely wanting to have him play majority of his snaps at the slot cornerback position, kind of have him in there at nickel. I think he had majority of his snaps last year with the Browns there. And, I mean, he's a guy that like, when it, whenever you look at, at what he's able to do from a – I just see him, I guess, trying to make the comparison of replacing what Desmond King was doing at the second half of last season. Well – you know what? He started against us last year. He had, what, eight starts last year. I'm sorry, six starts for Cleveland. And he, if you look at that game, number 28 on the Cleveland game, and just to give our viewers a little kind of an illustration of how Kevin Johnson is, go back and look who was playing against A.J. a lot. That game was matched up, and he played well to battle a guy like A.J. the whole game. And I thought Kevin Johnson played lights out. So when I heard about KJ coming to Tennessee, I was like, wow, this would be a huge addition to this defense. Now, yeah, everybody's anticipating him being the nickel back, but you got to understand in the National Football League that the nickel back typically is a starter. We consider him a starter because typically you're going to play about 70 to 80 percent of the snaps. So, yeah, and especially the way offenses are now, you got to be ready to go. So, again, yeah, four two five is basically becoming a base set. For it's all teams. a base set now. So, basically, it's a starter. Yeah, I, I mean, just looking at KJ's measurables. I mean, he's six feet tall, 185 pounds. So for a cornerback, that's it's pretty good size. Uh, hopefully that that length will be something that is going to be to his benefit. And like, I don't want to say this as a negative, but I mean, the secondary, it'd be hard for it to get worse than it did last season. So I, I, I'm kind of viewing it from an optimistic standpoint of like, hey, at least, at least it's not going to get worse. Well, it can always get worse because you know everybody can be like we. What happened to oh, us? Darn, I'm a Tennessee Volunteer fan. I've, I, <laughs> exactly, you understand my point. Yeah, but let, let me say this about, and I think last year's secondary didn't get enough credit. Yes, they were poor on third downs last year, and I know to many fans out there that's unacceptable. But let me tell you something: they did, and I will say this: they stepped up in some big games last year, and I thought the secondary didn't get a lot of credit. I thought they played good in a divisional uh, playoff game. You know, nobody talked about that. I mean, basically, they really eliminated uh, Baltimore's defense from really making a lot of big explosive plays in the passing game. A lot of what Lamar did was on the ground. So we got, you know, sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. I know we look at so many times we look at uh, 
Well, they're, they're not able to get off. But look at how they competed last year. You look at a lot of guys like Breon Borders stepped up and played well. I mean, coming from the practice squad and was able to contribute to that defense. So there's only room for growth. And I think that's exactly what this unit's going to do. They're going to grow, especially having these two uh, big additions to that defense. No, I, I hear you, D. And here in a second, we'll kind of get into what could also help that defense uh, when we get into some of the other additions and guys that the Titans kept. But, I mean, I, I will say that that defense, it kept me awake some nights last year, going back and just thinking about those games. But here's something you probably don't know about me. I mean, I just kind of mentioned, but I don't usually sleep well, but I'm really good at staying awake and staring at my ceiling. So I'm always looking for new ways to get it together. And, and so my head, it hits the pillow, and bam, my mind races to what I didn't do, what I need to do, yada, yada, yada. Does this sound relatable? Well, it sucks. But, but fortunately, I found Sunday Scaries and realized they make products specifically for overthinkers and night owls like myself. Sunday Scaries CBD gummies help me decompress, clear my head, and fall asleep so I can actually wake up a fully functioning human being. And here's this. There's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that is okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code BELIEVE for your discount. That's promo code BELIEVE for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. D, something that I actually hope is scary is the defensive pass rush that this team is putting together. And I say that because in the linebacking unit, we got some good news over the past week. For starters, the Titans have been able to retain my boy, Jayon Brown. Now, I know he's he's an inside linebacker. He's, he's one of the better coverage linebackers. They don't exactly blitz him a lot. But I think that is going to help the Titans, that that is one less position. They're having to go out and try to find somebody to plug in place. They're bringing him back on what is a fairly cheap deal overall. I mean, when we, we kind of was like, ah, what, what could the – situation be for Jayon as he hits free agency is he going to find a possible suitor to sign him to a long-term deal well from everything I've been able to gather it turns out that after suffering that elbow injury his market wasn't what he thought it was going to be so he's coming back to Tennessee on a one-year deal and then going to hit free agency next year hoping to prove his long-term viability there but we also got Bud Dupree as we talked about last week on that giant contract but the other guy, Titans weren't done going to Pittsburgh, and they went in and got Olasu Konami Adeni, another linebacker. I know it's a heck of a name to say. He just goes by Ola for short. D, I think that's probably best for us if we just refer to him as Ola for uh, having having to make sure we don't mispronounce his name. I, I would not want to do that, but the Titans were able to go out and get another linebacker, a young guy out of Toledo to kind of help this linebacking unit. What are, what are you seeing from the Titans and these other additions that they're making on this defense side of the ball? Well, they're addressing the problem, and that was outside linebacker. So you you get two for the price of one because the way <laughs> you know with this is basically an insurance policy, and there's no guarantees that he's going to make the team. You know, Pittsburgh didn't retain him; he was basically kind of casted out. He lost. You know, I wouldn't say favor in Pittsburgh, but let's just say that you know I think this would be a good change for him. He's a special teams player. 
and he's going to contribute. I think if he can make the, if he's going to make this football team, it's going to be on special teams. I'm looking, uh, and when I say this, and I'm just being optimistic, but I believe they're also going to address the outside linebacker position through the draft. They need to, they need to get young also at this position. They need to bring in the future because who's to say that Bud is the future for this team coming off of ACL surgery? not to mention he's 28 years old. So you have to get younger also. And on top of that, I mean, Harold is going to be hitting free agency here yeah. soon if the Titans don't want to extend him. So you got to have something on the other side of, of Bud as well, even if exactly. Bud does turn out to be a really good player for us. Yeah, and you know what? This team basically is built to win now. And we're not like New York where we're rebuilding. Okay, you see, they haven't really addressed the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I saw where they uh, signed Kendall Lamb, which is going to be a great uh, addition because of the loss. Uh, You know, Dennis, of course, he got released. And of course, we're not going to talk about Isaiah Wilson. Oh, we no, actually we, no, no, we are. You want to talk minute. about? Yeah, you, we, I know not, you do. We're not, not going. We're not going to go into a, a long. Okay. A long conversation. I, I, uh, real, real quick, good. I don't need you to. I don't want to. Okay, hit, I, I won't. I won't bring you down. But the Miami okay. Dolphins, if you are unaware, have already cut him because he basically just does not care. He's done with football, and after he kind of got his guaranteed money from the Titans, he decided to basically just take it and run. Uh, it looks like his football plan days are over. But uh, the Dolphins tried to help him. He turned down their their assistance, and so uh, he is a free agent once again. But I will say, at the tackle position. The Titans did re-sign, I guess at this time he was a starting tackle for part of the season, but a reserve initially, Ty Sambrello, uh, he's coming back to the Titans on a one-year deal, and that's another guy that's going to battle Kendall Lamb, what looks like for that starting right tackle position. Yeah, and you know, Kendall really, he's been around, again, a lot of familiarity because he was in Houston. He was an undrafted free agent in 2015. So again, what they're doing is basically bringing in guys that are really like insurance policies or backups that's what and I hate to use that word but unfortunately that's what you would hear a lot of coaches and players and GM refer to guys as you know just in case but I, I like Kendall Lamb we we was talking about him last year when Cleveland played Tennessee and I bet you a lot of our fans hey who was the first brown lineman to catch a TD pass and since 2001 there's since 2001, there's, who was the first brown lineman to catch oh, a TD pass? Would have been Kendall against the Titans. Yeah, would have been against the Titans. Remember, we, we was talking about kicked. that play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and remember, I, I, was, I tried I was, to scrub it from my mind, Denard. Yeah, but you know what? I was thinking about that <laughs> earlier when I was thinking about Kendall, and I said, you know what? His athleticism, what he showed on that goal line. But I kept, I did like a coaching clinic, and I was telling you, this is how you do it, and this is how you don't do it. The Titans tried to run a trick play and trying to get the ball to a lineman in the field on a third down. That does not work. But Kevin Stefanski came back, and I said, this is how you do it. Get on the goal line when you get in the red zone, on the goal line, run an unbalanced set. Then that's where you run it because typically everybody's so, you know, they're so caught up in the running game that they forget to account for that lineman that comes in. <laughs> and he has the, the eligible lineman who's now ba- basically he can go out for a pass and the big man shows some great athleticism and great hands on that catch. So I, I like this. This is a, I mean, these are huge additions to this team. Again, will that equate into wins? We don't know yet. That's why you have to play the game, but they went out and got some really good 
free agents, good, solid veterans that not only not they're not just insurance policies. I, I hate using that word, but they're basically tough minded players that when they get a chance to play, they can contribute to a team. And I believe that I mean, we haven't even talked about Morgan Cox. I can't believe you have not mentioned Morgan Cox uh, so far in this podcast. And that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable on your part. You know, I mentioned this last week. You did? I must have. I must have. I was asleep. Oh, gosh. I hope. You didn't mention Morgan Cox last week, did you? I might have mentioned him on the radio, I mean, that, not that, on the podcast. You know what hurts uh, me about that situation? Is that I, that I've talked about the Titans finally have a Tennessee volunteer on their roster. Morgan Morgan is a pro bowl play, he's a pro bowl player. A four-time pro bowler. You get that right. See, you are you're like some Thompson. I don't understand how in the world can you you forgot Morgan Cox. I was you know what? I was anticipating you open up this podcast talking about Morgan Cox and the fact that I had to mention his name just so you now you just now responding is unacceptable. Now on I got now I got to go back and check the tape from last week. Now now I'm kind of curious if I talked about him or not. I know I talked about him on the radio show. I just can't remember if I talked about him on the podcast or not. That's that's uh, uh making me look bad, D. A four-time Pro Bowler from University of Tennessee. How can you? You are a Tennessee connoisseur. You know everything about that university. You know every player. How in the world can you open up a podcast without talking about Morgan Cox? I'm sorry that my mind did not immediately go to talking about the Titans' addition at long snapper, Denard. It's okay. Uh, Want to talk about Bo Brinkley? (laughs) I feel bad for Bo because... I do too. uh, Like, really, I don't know if it was... After he contracted COVID or what, but he's yeah. a player, and ultimately he ended up uh, getting released. But D, there's there's one other player that we haven't talked about that the Titans have been able to land. Obviously, they're still doing some work, still trying to figure out how to finish out free agency. But before we get into the addition that the Titans made at the wide receiver position, I did want to take some time to tell you about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers 100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. D, speaking of, you can go to eBay. You can get you some very pretty sneakers. I'm telling you, like they have an incredible selection. But whenever I, I think of the pretty boys out on the field, I usually think of the receivers. Yes. And the most recent addition that the Titans got, they added former Los Angeles Ram Josh Reynolds, a Texas A&M Aggie. Yes, Aggie. In his college days, but he is now joining the Titans organization and it looks as though he is, at least for the moment, going to be the Titans' other starter, going to be taking over for, for where Corey Davis left off. Yes, this was the biggest. And I know everybody's talking about Bud Dupree, but this was your 
biggest free agent signing was Mr. Josh Reynolds from where? San Antonio, Texas, one of the prettiest places in the state of Texas. Hill country, as I like to call it. He's a fifth-year pro. And the way that David, let me just, let me say this about Josh Reynolds. And I know a lot of people don't know this name, uh, but you better get to know it. Think about CD. When we think about Corey Davis, he's identical. His play, his stature, six foot three, about 200 pounds. He's not a blazer, but he's what, remember when I talked about a chain mover? You know, when I, when I talk about chain movers, I talk about like Hans Ward. It's, it's kind of to give our, 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 you know, our listeners kind of like a visual of what a guy looks like, you know, because we can sit here and talk about it and be like, well, just give me, you know, who do you compare him to? Think about this. He's identical, as I just alluded to, Corey Davis. The same frame, the running style. You know, he came in that 2017 draft. I'll tell you what, it was a lot of talent in that draft, by the way, 2017, because all them guys look like they're about to be, you know, multimillionaires. But what I love about his game is the fact that he uses his body as good as any receiver in the league. I mean, some guys, we talk about basketball and are basically kind of blocking a guy out. You know, if you ever watch a forward and he's playing and he's playing, trying to get that that rebound and you see a guy sticks his you know body on another guy and uses a, that's how he plays the game i mean and that's how he makes a lot of his catches he's he's not afraid to go into the middle he's good on those crossing routes he's good at running slants he's the comebacks i watched a game against seattle and i just watched how josh worked those seattle cornerbacks they couldn't stop him i mean when you're that tall and with that athleticism and you can use your body like he uses it. I mean, he's just, he's a beast. And you know what I love about him? They signed him to a one-year deal, but he's going to be like Corey. He has a lot to prove because he's looking for a long-term contract. So basically, you know, they're starting over a little bit in, in LA, you know, they're adding because they're bringing in a new quarterback and, you know, golf's going to Detroit. I think this would be a great, I think this is a great move for Tennessee because you bring in a receiver that you know right now he is game ready. I love this. I love this. This is going to be your biggest free agent signing. Hold me to that, D. I, I will, buddy. And here's the thing I want to add about Josh Reynolds. D, you say it all the time, but your health is your wealth. Sometimes the best ability is availability. In Josh's four seasons, he's never missed a game. You listen to when, me. When you look at that Titans wide receiver group over the last couple of years, we have sustained some big-time injuries yes. that have held some big – key contributors out. So the fact that this guy throughout his career to this point has been able to stay healthy while still playing in almost every game, that's that's a sign of relief for me. And hopefully that's how John Robinson and the rest of the staff over at, at that complex hill right now. He's reliable. That's what you look for. You can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> you can't make it. But that's, I mean, that's a, a big addition in my opinion as well, D. Uh, you kind of talk about the receiver position. We talked about you really you only had A.J. Brown coming back from last year that had been a big-time influence on this offense. I mean, we, we know what A.J.'s been able to do, but outside of him, you've not really had anyone to prove it. I've also heard that the Titans, uh, amongst other AFC South teams such as the Colts and the Texans, are interested in bringing in free agent wide receiver Sammy Watkins to see how that fit might be. We'll obviously get into the conversation of what the Titans might look to do at the draft. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people start to kind of 
be like, all right, well, if there's a, a wide receiver there in the first round, who is who's the guy that could fall there that you could see being a really good player? Rondell Moore out of Purdue is a guy that they could slide in at the slot. He's he's game ready right now. I know people often get enamored with, with the measurables, but I saw a video of him going around the other day, D. The dude had 42 and a half inch vert. David, you know I don't get excited about a guy's vertical. You know, let me just say this. When I went to the combine. I know, I know. Go, go, I, ahead, no, I'm, go I'm, ahead, go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm be honest with you. You know what I jumped? A uh, 29. David, you can jump higher than that. And people wanted to talk. You know I don't get excited. I'm not even going. I'm not going to talk about the verticals and the 40-yard dash and all of that. You know, what I like to talk about is when, like Michael Irvin used to say this. I love when the playmaker, you know, he used to say this all the time. I don't care. This is how the playmaker used to say it. He says, I don't care a guy he could, if he can run a 4-2 or 4-3-40. Can he run a 4-3-40 in the fourth quarter when he's been hit all game long? Can he run a, a 4-3-40 when the game is on the line? It's two minutes left. Can he create some kind of separation? Show me that. That's I, I, I'm with I take you. that mentality right there from the playmaker. I'm with you, but in this world of numbers that we live uh, in, no. I still want to give that information. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, watching the guy's tape, like he, he's the real deal. Uh, he's going to be a day one starter at the slot receiver for some team. Like, But I'm with you. I mean, Jerry Rice did not run a fast 40 time. In oh, no. Best Four receiver six. in NFL history. So yeah. I don't even think it was that. Uh, but at his pro day the other day, I mentioned the 42 and a half inch vert. His forty time, he clocked in at four two nine. So if 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 that's something that excites you for a guy at five seven, one hundred eighty pounds, playing the slot, can he move the sticks? Can he be that slot guy that if the Titans were to draft him, we were hoping Adam Humphreys would turn into? Yeah. Can can this be a guy like obviously you get drafted in the first round? Teams have the the fifth year option at the end of it. I mean, could this guy be a steady force moving forward? But again, we got plenty of time to get into what's going to happen for the draft. But that. I mean, the the receivers, like, D, you played against them. I mean, that's the diva position. That's the one that people outside of quarterbacks, everyone's always wanting to talk about the receivers, like who's who's going to be catching that ball. I mean, that's, that's just part of the game. I, I understand it's not always a, a defensive back's favorite thing to talk about, but. I love talking about it. I love it. You know what, D, go watch this past Super Bowl. Let's just talk about some of the receivers that played in this game. I mean, in that game, Mike Evans out of Texas A&M, another Aggie from one Aggie to the other. We just went from one Aggie to the other. And you would never hear me say that again because everybody knows I don't like Texas A&M. I'm an LSU guy. That's why I left the state. And another thing I'm not going to talk about. You hard. Yeah. You know what? Coach Cully. Yeah, the the coach at uh, the yes. Texans head coach yes. is the guy who recruited you to exactly. play at A and M. That's why I don't like A and M. Don't get me started because I'm I'm sweating now because he did something. Uh, he told me not to sign because I was going to sign with Nebraska and I don't want to get off course. But so he said, "Don't sign. Wait till you know." My last visit was going. I was going to go down to College Station, and so right when it got down to me going down to that lap, you know, taking that last visit to College Station. No one answers the phone. They never call me back. So now it's like I'm stuck. Like you told me to wait so I can take that last visit before I make a decision. And all of a sudden, Coach Coley didn't even return my phone calls. We called him. So I always had beef with him. So when I basically, I played against Coach Coley when he was a receiver coach at uh, in Pittsburgh. And let me tell you something. Every time I played the Steelers, I was, I was hyped. I was, man, I was like excited to play because I felt like, 
I have to dominate these receivers just to get back at him. So every time I hear the name David Culley, my heart rate goes up. And you're sitting there, and I know you're saying, Denor, are you kidding me? No, I'm serious, David. We talked about this earlier. Me and Coach Culley, we have a history together. So let me just get that off because I shouldn't be talking about that. But I will say this. You know what? What was, what was I talking about? I was talking about the receivers in this past two. Yeah, sorry, sorry to get you, get you caught up on Cole. Yeah. He's got his hands full with I his know. quarterback situation this, right now. So you see what what Jeremy Pruitt what he what he do to you what he does to you excuse me what Jeremy Pruitt Pruitt does to you that's what happened with uh, Coach Cole. He do that to me. He gets I don't know why I don't know why Dory's going to the Giants really. Why would you want to go? Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pru- Pruitt signed as an assistant with uh, New York. So hey, congratulations! That's a huge nah, I'm just joking. It's because he can't get a job this. in college because he's going to be show cost. That's what you do. But you know what? I was thinking about this. And you look at Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You talk about Gronk. Great weapons for who? Arguably the best. That's Tom Brady. But then you go on the other side. Unfortunately, there's a winner and there's a loser. I don't believe in a loser. The team that fell short. You look at Sammy Watkins. You look at Tyreek Hill. You look at the plate, Travis Kelsey. You look at Nicole Hartman. What do you see? You see great quarterbacks, but they have a what? Even better supporting cast, right? That's a great supporting cast around you. And that's what they're trying to do with, you know, for Ryan right now. They need to give him as many weapons as possible because you lose a huge, you took a huge blow when John knew basically now he, he left, uh, to go to New England. So that's, you gotta give, your your quarterback some weapons and that's what they're trying to do. You got to go out and you got to find some quality receivers. So this might be a a position that we're we're going to be talking about for a while because they have to address this because you've lost two uh really your key components when you talk about John New and Corey. You know, you got a lot of uh guys that got to step in and basically they got to push a lot of weight in order to catch up with what those guys were able to do. Yeah. I mean, it's but uh, we're, we're almost to the finish line, though, for free agency. So yeah. we'll see how. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's Christmas Day for me. So I'm like a kid walking down the stairs, see the Christmas tree all lit up, presents at the bottom. That's that's the draft. That's that's my draft day. So well, maybe we'll get Garantano. Maybe he'll come. You know, he's basically he's, he's going to he's going to play another year of college. Uh, <laughs> dude, we we won't be that lucky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, this uh, this this was a fun show, D. Uh, next week, I, I think we're at the point to where we can really take a look at this Titans roster as a whole, and then where they still need to address needs come the draft. I'm, I'm sure there'll still be some additions here and there for free agency, but after next week, I think we should start to get a a really clear picture of how everything is shaping up for this Titans team as we head into 2021. But, D, before we go, do you have any closing thoughts? No, I'll just say um, to all of these great free agents that we were able to bring in, um, I just wish them well. And I think they're going to they're going to make a huge splash in 2021. And I, I, I do see big things for this football team for next season. I, I think they're going to do uh, even better than what they did last year. And if they continue to build, we'll be talking about Tennessee playing in the Super Bowl eventually. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how this team has revamped, particularly the defensive side of the ball, how that looks, because, I mean, we we talked about their woes, but 
They obviously thought it was more of a player personnel standpoint than it was a coaching standpoint. They promoted your boy Shane Bowen. And, I mean, if, if they're willing to make as many moves on the defensive side of the ball as they did, I at least am going into this season with the mindset, well, maybe it was just the, the guys that we had on the field and these new additions. Maybe I'll, I'll see a new Shane Bowen. And, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, new offensive coordinator. But we are bringing back your main trio in Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown. So this team, I mean, we got room to build, and things aren't exactly looking great for the rest of the AFC South. We'll continue to talk on that as we go through the offseason, but that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Belief Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.